You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where we examine what is and isn't working in online marketing. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay. Today is super cool. I have someone famous on the show today. And no, it's not like last week when I interviewed myself. Just kidding. I am interviewing today, Mr. Perry Marshall. Now, for those of you in my industry, generating traffic and leads for people, you know who Perry Marshall is. In fact, you're probably like me and you have two or three books on your bookshelf from Sir Perry Marshall. On my bookshelf, I have The Ultimate Guide to Google AdWords and The Ultimate Guide to Facebook Advertising. Perry Marshall has been in the internet marketing space forever. And he tells us about that in this interview. So it's so cool that he decided to come on the Traffic and Leads podcast. When he said yes, he would be a guest on my show. I really thought that was the coolest thing ever. Because again, I have his books on my bookshelf. How cool is that? So he knows so much about paid traffic. And we ask him, we, me, I ask him a lot of questions during this interview. He has written a new book called Evolution 2.0. And it's really cool because he somehow, I don't know how we got down this rabbit hole, but he somehow ties in evolution, religion, and, you know, all of those fuzzy things into online marketing. So that's why you want to listen to this podcast episode, especially if you want to know a little bit about evolution and church. If you want to get your church in while listening to my podcast, you're going to be able to do that on today's episode with Perry Marshall. And not only that, you're going to be listening into like the ultimate of ultimate gurus for paid traffic, Perry Marshall. Anyway, it's a really cool interview and I think you're going to like it. Before I turn the time over to Perry and myself in this interview, I want to wrap this into the click technique. Make sure you go and listen to last week's episode titled The Click Technique. That is the traffic and leads certified way that we generate traffic and leads internally for all of our clients. Now, there's two ways you can work with us. You can, of course, contact me and we can help you through any of the traffic and leads generation process. If you need help with landing pages, we got you covered. Facebook ads, all of those things. Email marketing, just a website. Of course, trafficandleads.com can totally help you with that. However, if you want to know about our super secret process, what we put people through, people who spend anywhere from 3000 to do a little piece of the click technique for them, or $15,000 a month to do the whole technique for them and produce a never-ending stream of traffic and leads for their business, I'm giving away all my secrets for free and you can go and download, not download, but you can go become a member of, it's called the click technique and it's a crash course in the click technique. It's five days and I tell you what the C-L-I-C-K means, but since you're listening to this podcast, you're probably going to know already, but definitely you guys need to get signed up for the click technique crash course. It's free and it's cool and it's, I put a lot of time into it. It's not just like a 
flimsy whimsy kind of opt-in there's a lot of really good stuff and secrets there so if you're like i don't know how much to spend on facebook and i don't know when to blog or how to blog like i literally will tell you all of those things that my lower level clients that don't pay us to do everything and that i'm consulting with them to do i tell them to do like as far as facebook ad spend and everything so it's super cool it's called the click technique so go check it out there's also a private facebook group that gets a lot of interaction as we support you through the pain of online marketing and we make it super easy and actually gives you the ability to make it finally work like no more beating your head against your desk because you really want to have the hundred thousand dollar launch but you have no list like where do you start where's the foundation you, my friends, will find the foundation at theclicktechnique.com. So today, Perry Marshall, as noted, we are talking about paid traffic. And in order to get any traffic to your website, we're gonna we're gonna file this bad boy episode under C, the first C in click, for curiosity. You have to create really awesome content to get the search engines or uh, paid advertisers or for anyone to click uh, on your stuff to go to your website to experience the rest of the lick L I C K instead of the C, right? Click. Uh, you must create curiosity and that's with your ads and your images and, and basically driving that traffic and no one better to tell us all about that than Perry Marshall. So without further ado, I will bring Perry Marshall on and uh, you guys can listen to our interview. Oh yes. Remember, if you like the Traffic and Leads podcast, please make sure to leave us a review in iTunes. I would surely appreciate it. So here is the interview. Hey, Perry, welcome to the Traffic and Leads podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. Thanks for having me on. We're going to have a pay-per-click adventure today. That's, so, ooh, I, I bet every day with Perry is a pay-per-click adventure. Some days are, at least. And um, yeah, and and then, of course, you know, you never know what other alternative universes might pop out. But uh, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely we'll get some traffic to your website. We'll put some money in your pocket. Mostly we'll... Um, We'll defend you against stupidity tax, of which there is much. There's stupidity taxes are plentiful. Oh yes, in paperclip. Yes. So, what is it like being like the go-to guy for paperclip and AdWords? Well, nowadays it's like not actually being the guy that knows as much about it as, as my co-authors. You know, uh, but but actually, the, you know, there's a lesson in that. You know, 10 years ago, I was up to my eyeballs doing pay-per-click every day and knowing everything that you could possibly try to know about it. Now, I'm still, I still worked on some Facebook campaigns this morning and I had a lot of fun doing it. But I, I no longer try to be the world's expert on the all the little blockings and tacklings and the little menus and all the features and upgrades and everything because my job has really become much more about the larger strategy. Uh, you know, they say uh, management is doing things right and leadership is doing right things and, and that's that's strategy. And I usually find that that the solution to any given problem is much more 
of a strategic thing than it is a, oh, well, you need to click over in this menu and do this certain things. I mean, yes, there are basic things that a lot of people screw up that they need to get right. That's for sure. The big game is the strategy. And and it's a it's a much tougher game than it used to be also. You know, uh, I, I felt like a little micro messiah when AdWords was blazing hot and all you had to do was know if you knew about seven things, you could march into a, a market and clean up. And it's not like that anymore. Like you really have to sharpen your pencil and you really have to know what you're doing or you'll get slaughtered. The good news is if you're really good at it, there's a ton of traffic for the winner. That's the game. Fair enough. So is the reason why it changed so much? Was it because uh, like so many people became, quote unquote, experts or were able to take so many like courses online and stuff like that? What? Why do you think it changed? Yeah, it's all those things. It's it's the fact that um, like I would say, but before the 08 crash, there was a lot of dumb money just kind of floating around. Mm. And if you could be the smart money, then you would beat the big dumb guys. And what happened after 08 was all of a sudden, all these big companies are like, hey, wait a minute, uh, you know, economy not good, got to get more customers, blah, blah, blah. So they started getting into PPC and, you know, it just got more competitive. And so for a long time, people were doing okay without even really knowing what they're doing. Now nobody does okay without knowing what they're doing. Like you shouldn't even attempt either Google AdWords or Facebook click unless you are prepared to invest in your education. And that might sound self-serving, but you know, you can you can go out and not listen to that and you can get your ass handed to you and it won't affect me one bit. And <laughs> Facebook will will happily take your money yeah. uh, or, you know, go, go learn from somebody else, but you doggone well better learn or you will, you will get, you will get smacked. It's, it's just, it's a lot subtler than it looks. Fair enough. Okay. I'm sure you get asked this, like, this is probably the number one Perry Marshall question, but Perry, how do I know if my business should advertise on AdWords or on Facebook or can all businesses be on both? Well, we, we made a little quiz for that. Um, if, if you go to is fb or is aw each of those will take you about 60 seconds. It'll give you a score and the, the Facebook give you a score from one to 10. The AdWords will give you three scores. One is for how competitive it's probably going to be. One is for display network, which is all those websites all over the place that, that have Google ads running on them. And the other one is for the search network, which is ads that show up when you search. And it'll give you a score on all three. And so you can compare your scores and make a pretty educated guess as to what you should and shouldn't do. Well, that answers that question. That's pretty awesome. So there you go. Well, and there's a reason behind that that I think uh, really should apply to everybody. And this is just classic 80-20 thinking. When, when our Facebook stuff came, first came out, Facebook did not nearly have their act together as well as they do now. Okay. And so we can get we can get to that. But when we were first selling our Facebook advertising book, maybe 15% of businesses were suitable for Facebook and 85% were not. And I said, you know what? If I go proclaim that Facebook is the be all end all, I could convince lots of people that it is. 
And then two months later, they're going to be mad at me and they're going to give me a two star review and burn my house down. Uh, and so we put we put up this quiz and it was to disqualify people that don't belong. And I think that anytime you're selling anything, unless it's like a piece of pizza, I guess. But, you know, if, if you're selling anything complicated, anything that's it's going to be a significant effort for your customer to use it or buy it. You should start by disqualifying who should not be doing this or buying from me. Who should I not talk to? And that's a really great question that you asked, like who should use Facebook? Who should use Google? Well, some should, some shouldn't. There's kind of a mix of answers and it depends on a bunch of things. And so we designed a quiz to push people away that don't belong. And when you do that, when you give them a 7.9 out of 10 and you know, and they know other people got a 3.9 out of 10 and the other people we said, don't do this. And, but we said yes to you. You're going to take us a lot more seriously when we say, okay, now here's what you need to do if you want to make this work because you belong here. The other people don't, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And and it's so rare that salespeople do this. I mean, it's it's almost countercultural. And, and you know, salesperson's like, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. Before we get into this, can I just ask you a few questions? I mean, that's a great way to start any sales conversation. Fair enough. So, uh, your first love is obviously AdWords, but is it your true love, or is Facebook ads now your true love, Perry? Okay, I got mixed feelings about that. So <laughs> I, I have I have a love-hate relationship with both. I love Google AdWords because, well, you know, it's it's the date that brought me to the party. <laughs> and look, I mean it's it was a very big deal for me um that that the whole AdWords thing came about. But you know, Google is do, do you remember they used to have the slogan, don't be evil? I do not know that. No. <laughs> yeah, that that used to be like, I don't know, ten years ago. <laughs> That was like their unofficial slogan was don't be evil. You know, they don't say that anymore. I think they are sort of evil. That's why they uh, changed does, it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it doesn't it doesn't mean you shouldn't use them, but like you, you really have to be careful. They're like if you get a call from a Google rep and they're like, "Hey, I got a suggestion for you. Don't do it." Okay? Seriously? Yeah, they're vacuuming out your wallet. Okay, but don't okay. they want you to be successful on AdWords and so they're going to give you some decent feedback so that you can be successful they, they, and give them they, more money? They want to make their numbers this quarter. Oh. I'm serious. I'm serious. If, if I had a dollar for every person who said, yeah, you know, the Google rep said to make these changes and $20,000 later, my Google AdWords doesn't work anymore. Seriously. And actually, only about 2% of the advertisers get the good reps, okay? So, there is an elite Green Beret team of really good AdWords reps, but only the very best agencies and the big, biggest advertisers get them. Everybody else gets the B team who's dialing for dollars. Wow, that's good info. So, if they say <laughs> do something, you do the opposite. So, we could actually get some decent information from them then. Well, even if even if I give them a little bit of credit, you should still meticulously like whatever they tell you to do, you put it in a little hermetically sealed container <laughs> and you try it out on a on a test basis and you watch it like a hawk and you know, two thirds of the time it's probably just gonna waste your money. They know 
what levers to pull on the machine in order to make more money for them. But I'm, I'm telling you, like running Google AdWords, I mean, it's like flying an airplane. You know, you've got, you've got all these little dials and gauges and everything. And I, my friend took me up once in his airplane and he let me fly it. As soon as we got off the ground, he let me run the thing. He let me land it. Okay. It was crazy. Plus I had my kids in the back seat. Oh, it was Cessna. Okay. Which I, it's probably good that my wife didn't really yeah, know. Why did I not on. see you on the news? <laughs> well, so we're flying. This is crazy. You know, we're flying 2000 feet over the city of Chicago. I'm flying right over Midway airport. I'm like, wow, I've never seen it from this angle before. And I really quick, I, I figured out, oh, if you pull one of those levers and it doesn't do what you thought it was going to do, you're in trouble fast, like really fast. Like Jeff is like, no, 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 don't, don't do that. Wow. And it, <laughs> it was so counterintuitive. Okay. So it's like, like, well, I'm used to driving a car and you can do two things. You can, you can, you can do left and right. That's the first thing you can do. And you can do faster, slower. That's the second thing you can do. That's all you can do in a car. Well, in a plane, you can, I don't even know the right words, tilt, pitch, yaw. You can turn it all these different directions and man, you do one wrong move and it starts doing something. And then you do a second wrong move. It, baby, like the ground is coming up at you at like 600 feet a second or something, you know? And, and, and so like, you just gotta be so careful and pay-per-click is like that, right? So it's like, you're flying in your airplane and the Google rep calls up and says, Hey, see that lever over there? Pull that. <laughs> and this, this happens to people all the time. It's like, you know, they're sitting in some air-conditioned office in Mountain View, California with free five-star lunches. They have no idea that, that somebody's business is literally hanging in the balance. Are they going to be payroll? Like, are they going to pay their kids' tuition? Are they going to pay their mortgage and their electric bill? It all depends on their Google AdWords. And this person is like munching carrot sticks or something and just get, dispensing this bad advice. So yeah, like you've got to be really careful about that. So like that's my love-hate relationship with AdWords. My love-hate relationship with Facebook is so Facebook has really come into its own and you know they invented this thing called the lookalike audience mm -hmm. which is absolutely brilliant where you can upload phone numbers you can upload emails and you can say or take any of the groups that you've defined and say okay i want more of these people give me more of these people and they'll give you the one percent of the united states that's most similar to those people which very often not always but very often actually will be people that convert i mean that's just friggin' amazing now, the pro here's what I hate about Facebook. Facebook is vacuuming the brain cells out of the world <laughs> by simply by being Facebook. Like social media is the new drug. Like I'm serious. I think if you are an internet marketer, then you are buying ads and you're pulling the levers of the matrix but you can't live inside the matrix or your brain cells will, will be evacuated. Okay. <laughs> In the last three months, 
I've probably spent at least 50 hours doing Facebook ads. Hands on. Mm -hmm. I bet I have not spent two hours on Facebook doing what most people do on Facebook. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. The app is not on my phone. I don't, I don't go into Facebook to do any social stuff before 5.30 p.m. on any day, okay? Frankly, I don't even spend much time in it because it's mindless echo chamber stupidity, <laughs> okay? It is, it is the bane of civilization, mm-hmm. okay? But, but so, all right, that's fine. But you're taking advantage of all of these zombies looking at their Facebook. So are you a bad guy? Are you like a drug dealer? Like, like exploiting their need to go on Facebook? Here's what it's like. Here's what it's like. There's people, there's chefs and there's people that eat at restaurants and they're not the same thing. A chef does not spend five hours stuffing food into his face when he goes to work. Now, if somebody wants to go to Red Lobster and buy the buffet and eat shrimp for five hours and weigh 462 pounds, then that's up to them. But the chef is making food. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're either, you're either in the 5% who are wide awake and you pull the strings in the matrix or you're in the 95% that live in the matrix, but you can't be both. No, why, why does it matter? Why does it matter if I spend my free time looking at Facebook and my work time in Facebook ads? Why does that matter? You can spend your free time on Facebook, but don't call it work. Fair I enough. mean, okay, how, many, okay. how many people, I mean, no insult to you or anybody, but I mean, how many allegedly well-meaning marketers who are listening to podcasts and reading blogs and emails and what and learning about internet marketing think that they're working? They're actually just liking, tweeting, socializing, Maybe. and you know, meanwhile, like they're at home. Their spouse is a nurse. You know, and she's busting her ass, like lifting people out of hospital beds. <laughs> and the husband is at home and he's like, quote unquote, running working. this internet business, yeah. quote unquote, working, making quote unquote money, but it's all fake, right? Like, honey, you know, can I buy this $67 course from Perry Marshall? Well, did you make any money today? Uh, you know, uh, I like it's it. off. I like it. <laughs> like I, I like the Matrix. I like that very You're much. You're getting very ranty today. I'm. I'm you just. You are. Wh- You're just telling it like it is today. <laughs> I am. Well, so. okay. Well, let's talk now about your book, Evolution 2.0. Give us a little. Oh. Give us. Read the back to us in your own words. Well, it's it's not an internet marketing book. But it is a study in marketing. Okay. Okay. It, it's it's a science book. It's about evolution. It's actually about the whole creation evolution thing. Okay. And I got into this, and um, I got I got sucked into it. I got drug into it. Uh, I had one of those arguments. Like everybody's had one of those arguments, right? We've all like uh, create. Okay, you know, did it all just kind of happen, or is there a God? All all this kind of stuff. I, I get sucked into this question, and I started to look at it like, hey, wait a minute, this is a fascinating engineering problem. I mean, I've been building stuff my whole life, and some people are saying, look, all you need is millions of years and 
some random DNA copying errors and you will eventually get eyes and ears and hands and stuff. And I'm like, well, they never taught me that in engineering school. So why not? And like, do the biologists know something the engineers don't know? The engineers know something the biologists don't know? Well, it actually took me about two years to figure this out. And I mean, I was obsessive. I was downloading scientific papers. And I was buying books so fast the Amazon stock was going up. And it, it, it took a couple of years and I figured, well, actually, it's not what the engineers know and it's not what the biologists know. It's what do the cells know that neither the engineers know nor the biologists know. And I'm, I'm totally serious. So if you, if you go buy a typical evolution book at the bookstore, like a popular one, the explanation that it gives you for how evolution works is wrong. Okay. It's, it's wrong. And so I do, can I prove pull, it. do I need to pull my kids out of school? Um, well, or church? You or both? Well, okay, so uh, school, the, the kids the kids are only going to get this very watered down, very milk toast, only half accurate explanation, mm -hmm, okay? Mm -hmm. So let, let me let me just give you a, a flavor. Oh, okay, and if you go to church, like most churches, they're like, "Oh, evolution's a hoax, it's a lie, it's not true." Well, that's not quite right either. Okay. So let me give you a flavor for this. Okay. And, and I'll eventually tie it back to Google AdWords. Okay. <laughs> okay. I will. I pray. Yeah. Keep on topic, real. Perry. Come on. This is not one of those kind oh, of podcasts. <laughs> well, I know, but, but, but see, you'll, it, 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 it does circle back in a really interesting way, okay. but you go to the doctor and you have strep throat and the doctor writes you a prescription and True or false, the guy always says, well, you have to finish the whole bottle. True. Even if you, even if you feel better in three days, you know, you have to take this for 10 days, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Now, do you know why he tells you that? Well, I thought it was, so they made sure it was all killed off, I guess. Yes. Okay. Now, what if you don't kill it all off? What happens? Then you will get sick again? Yes. And you'll get more sick than you were before because the bugs will turn into superbugs. Correct. Okay. They get worse. Okay. And in fact, they can get so much worse that we have, we have an epidemic problem where antibiotics aren't working on certain strains of bacteria anymore and they don't know what to do. Right. Okay. Now... Here's how this happens. What, what, what they're telling you and your kids in school would be something like this. Well, you know, those bacteria, they occasionally have little copying errors and little accidental mutations. And once in a while, the accidental mutation ends up being better and ends up being resistant. And then the resistant ones drown up, drown out all the inferior ones. And so that's how evolution happens. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now that all kind of, might sound plausible, but that's not what is actually going on. Here's what's going on. You got a strep germ floating around in your body and you start taking antibiotics and that guy's going, hey, wait a minute. Ooh, this, this poison is leaking in my cell wall. If I don't pump this out, I'm in trouble. Okay, somebody do something. Hey, hey, do you have a pump? I need a pump. Anybody got a pump? Do you have one? Do you have one? Hey, I got one. And some other cell. Now, cells 
have a Dropbox folder. Now, a biologist calls it a plasmid, but internet marketers can call it a Dropbox folder if you want, okay? And it's got a copy of its DNA for the purpose of sharing, okay? And so that bacteria goes around and it finds another cell that's got a pump code in its Dropbox folder. It's like, hey, let me borrow some of that code. And it pulls in a strand of DNA. It finds the section that codes for a pump. It reads the code, builds a pump, pumps the poison out. It updates its Dropbox folder. It starts sharing the file with all of its bacteria friends so they can build pumps. And then it starts dividing off daughter bacteria with pumps. Okay. That's that's why you have to finish your antibiotics. And you know how, how, how fast this can happen? Very fast. 30 minutes. Wow. So those suckers are smart. The reason that evolution happens is because every cell in your body has the ability to sense the environment, to sense danger. Every cell in your body can cut, splice, and rearrange your DNA. And all creatures on Earth are adapting 24-7, and they're capable of passing the adaptations at least sometimes to their offspring. And so that's why evolution happens. And nobody is telling you this. And wh- why is that? Well, so here's why. The creationists think it's a hoax. Right. They go, well, that's impossible. That can't happen. No, it happens every day. It happens happens with bacteria. It happens with antibiotics. It happens like you can see it happen experimentally. Okay. It's not a hoax. It's actually, it is the most amazing engineering you have ever seen. Okay. But they think it's a hoax. So they just shut it off. Now you go to the, then on the other side, you have really the flaming hardcore atheists because those are like the super evolution fanatics. They think it's random and accidental. Now, once you figure out it's not random and accidental, then you realize, well, n- nobody got rid of God yet. Like, look, if if a bacteria can do more engineering in 12 minutes than a team of Microsoft engineers can do in 12 weeks, then, and if evolution is self-directed, then you have this huge problem. Like, well, where did this all come from in the first place? And nobody's ever answered it. Nobody knows. So no, nobody got rid of God. Now, we don't have to inject God into it. Like, we can just conduct science, and that's fine. But see, like this war between the creationists and Darwinists, they're all asking the wrong questions and they're all talking about all the wrong stuff. They're not even talking about anything that is relevant. They're talking, they're arguing past each other. It, it, it's, it's crazy. It's like, I had to write this book. Now, what does this have to do with Google AdWords? Well, it has everything to, to do with Google AdWords and here's why. You have it's to pray because, before you submit your ad. <laughs> well, that could come into play, okay? That, <laughs> I, I, will not, I will not deny that. In fact, a little prayer might help you. <laughs> Um, but evolution, evolution in biology is the same as evolution of Google ads. So when I started teaching Google AdWords, like I was one of the first people to really start to figure it out. I mean, I started this in 2002. It was probably one or two months old and like nobody understood. It It was like, what is this? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
well, I had this direct marketing background. I was like, I know what this is. I'm an engineer. I know what to do. This is, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pee my pants. This is so cool. Okay, so I figured out really quick, well, what you do to succeed in Google AdWords is you test stuff. You don't just write ad A, you write ad B, ad C, ad D, ad E, and you start testing against each other. And then and you create these artificial little Darwinian evolution experiments, and you kill off the losers as fast as you can figure out that they're losers. Like just I as like fast, it. As soon as you have enough data, like that adds a loser delete it. That's that, as a deluder. Oh, I got this winner. Okay. Somebody try to beat it. Hey, let's have a bounty. You know, like I, I did a consult last year. I went to this company. It's a $40 million company. They're spending like $2 million a year on Google AdWords. I think yeah, 150,000 a month or something. Uh, and they got this winning ad and I said, Hey, let's have a contest. And the president of the company goes, okay. He goes, you know what? I will give an ounce of gold to the winner of this contest. Two teams, go. And so the two teams, you know, they, they write ads and they test all these ads and, you know, one team won. And he gave them an ounce of gold, which was like, what's that, $1,000 or something? Okay, $1,000 to beat your best ad on $150,000 a month. That's like a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? Now, if you think of it, now, if you took Google ads and you said, well, Let's add a random copying error and let's try that for ad B and let's do a different random copying error. Let's do a typo or let's like jab the keyboard with my elbow and and that's going to be ad C. Okay. And then like, why don't I go to Wikipedia and grab a piece of text and paste it into the ad and that could be ad D. Would that work? No. Of course it wouldn't. And that's not how evolution works Anyway, but if you read a book by Richard Dawkins or Jerry Coyne or any of like the old guard evolution authors, they all tell you that that's how evolution works. And it's not. I it's a, see. It's like, it's totally wrong. Okay. And so I said, somebody's got to tell this story. Well, I started seeing the parallels between biology and technology because it's all about digital communication. And it all started to come together. I was like... And, and what I discovered when the Evolution 2.0 came out was some of the most avid readers and fans of the book are entrepreneurs. And I think I know why. Why is that? Because they live with an evolutionary gun to their head every friggin' day. That's true. You have to make your podcast better. You have to make your Facebook ads better. You have to, and the competition is thick. You need better offers, better guarantees, better hooks, better headlines, better products, better warranty, better everything. I love or you're, it. They get it. Now, people that live in cubicles and work in big institutions and, you know, they're going to get a bowl of porridge every day regardless of what, they don't get it. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, people that live by their wits, they sh- they certainly do. There's a whole revolution going on in biology right now because the old version, like all those guys I mentioned, like Richard Dawkins, their books are 20 years out of date. It's just the public doesn't know it. Uh, there's this whole revolution that's sweeping through biology right now, and it's completely changing the whole entire field. So I, I don't know how much more you want to talk about this, but I mean, it's a crazy time to be alive. I can tell you that. 
I think what you just said is so interesting. I really, I love how, so do you actually, you talk about technology in the book too, right? You bring it back around. I do. In fact, not only that, I have a technology prize. So do you know about the, like the X prize for space flight by Peter Diamandis? Do you know about any of that? I do not. I'm sorry. Okay. So let's go back to, go back to the 1920s. So, you remember Charles Lindbergh flew across the Atlantic? Yes. Okay. Do you know he did it for the money? I did not know that. There was a $25,000 prize for the first person that could fly an airplane across the Atlantic. And Charles Lindbergh had a bunch of bills he needed to pay. He's like, honey, I'm going up in that thing. And we're going to try this. And he won the $25,000. Well, okay. So fast forward 80 years and Peter Diamandis he was a medical doctor and he goes, he goes, you know what? I think private corporations could do space flight. And he goes, I don't think governments should be doing this stuff. It costs hundreds of billions of dollars. It doesn't need to cost hundreds of billions of dollars. He went and raised money and he put together a $10 million prize for first spacecraft built by a private company that can fly twice in two weeks gets 10 million bucks. Okay. 10 years later, a team won the 10 million bucks and they spent $25 million to win the 10 million bucks, which I think is very interesting. That is very interesting. Well, I saw a problem in biology that nobody had solved and it was, where does the information come from? How do, how do cells generate new genes? Nobody really knows. They sort of have a vague idea but not really. And it it doesn't happen accidentally. You know, any more than you can make a new word by pounding your elbow on the keyboard. Okay. It's a, it's a, it has to be an orderly process. And if you go even deeper, like where did the first cell come from? Where did the first information came, come from? And I said, nobody has figured out how you get from chemicals to code. So there's all kinds. So you to have a cell, you have to have DNA and you have to have a code. It has, it has to have instructions on how to build the next cell. Well, how did the first cell get instructions to build the second cell? Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. I want to assign a technology prize to this. So I went and raised money and I have a $3 million prize for origin of information. And it's, it's part of the Evolution 2.0 book. And if you go to naturalcode.org, we have a whole engineering specification. And if somebody can solve it, We'll give them three million bucks. That is so cool. We went up by the patents. And see, I think I think biology and marketing and technology all operate on the same set of principles. And if we could figure this out, it would be the biggest scientific breakthrough of the twenty first century. That is so cool. So that's, that's my side project. I like it. Do you have time for two more questions? Sure. Okay. My first question is, so now where are you on the whole atheist God on a scale of one to 10? Where do you fall? I don't, I don't think biology supports atheism at all. I don't think science supports atheism at all. In fact, pretty much all physicists now agree if you took any, so the universe has all of these constants, like the mass of electron, the mass of a proton, the the charge of an electron, uh, you know, the speed of the expansion of the Big Bang, the strength of gravity, and most physicists would agree 
that if you changed any of those numbers by 1%, the universe would be a total disaster. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm-hmm. You probably wouldn't even get matter, okay? It's like you have these dozens of things that have to be fine-tuned to within many times parts per million in order to ge- even get a coherent universe at all, okay? You have the fact that the genetic code is more sophisticated than any computer language ever devised by humans, and nobody knows where it came from. Now, I don't, I don't think there's any point in nature where you draw the dotted line and you say, oh, if you go past that dotted line, that's where the God part is. I, I don't think it really works that way. But, like, I totally believe in God. Um, You're a 10. I'm a 10. All right. I am a 10. I like it. Okay. My final question, and we're going to come away from the church talk, and we're going to talk about <laughs> Facebook one more time. So there's a lot of reports that like Facebook is running out of ad space. What do you have to say about that? Um, it's probably true. And what do you, what do you think that means? Well, so that means that, okay, so there's this finite amount of tension in the world. Um, and like, well, you know, the average American spends like five hours a day on Facebook and that, that's a lot of ad space, honey. That's a lot of ad space. <laughs> I guess yeah, I missed something that like stat. that. I did not know it was I, up to that now. Maybe it's only two. <laughs> okay. But it's okay. a crazy amount know. is what you're trying to say. It, yeah. It's a nutty, insane amount. Okay. Back to what so, we were saying at the beginning of the podcast. Yes. Yeah. About vacuuming out your brains and lowering your IQ down to like single digits. Right. <laughs> okay. So. That's a lot of ad space. uh, It's a lot of ad space. Well, all right. So, you know, they're auctioning it off to the highest bidder. And, you know, I'm sure they've tested this up the yin yang. There's only so much percentage of ads that they can jam in there before they start losing people. So, you know, it it is what it is. Here's here's what always happens. So this already happened with AdWords and Mm -hmm. now it's happening Facebook, where you have this big giant gold rush and you have all these people like it's like in the in the Wild West United States where like everybody gets 160 acres. Go get your 160 acres. Get in your covered wagon. You know, go to Wyoming. It's Mm -hmm. yours. You know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay. well, then pretty soon, like it's all bought up. Right. And that's when the real business begins. Right. So then it starts thinning out. Like you have all these runts and, you know, they can only afford to pay four cents a click and because they have all these problems with their their website and, and they don't have a USP and all this other stuff. Right. And they drown. They die, you know, and and they start thinning the herd and thinning the herd and thinning the herd. And we're starting to get into in many uh, niches. We already are. We're getting to where, OK, it's time to start thinning the herd. The easy money has come and gone, and now you have to sharpen your pencil. So, sure, I I would go along with, yeah, they're sort of kind of running out of ad space, at least in some degree, and that just means you have to sharpen your pencil. You need need to land on top. You need to dominate your market. You can't can't just be like, yeah, you know, I'll I'll just pick up some business over here. that, That attitude won't work. I love it. Okay, I've taken all of your time before you go. Tell us how to find you. You got two minutes to tell everybody whatever you want us to know, Perry. Well, so you need to go to isfbforme.com and isawforme.com and and get your scores. 
And um, if you're already advertising on Facebook, I would strongly suggest you join our Renaissance Club, which gives you immediate access to Facebook University, which is an ongoing training that my co-author Keith Kranz provides every two weeks. They do a brand new live update with all this new Facebook stuff. And um, if you're interested in Evolution 2.0, go to CosmicFingerprints.com. And you can get three free chapters right on the homepage. You can sign up for three free chapters. It will it will make your brain explode. Uh, you'll go, oh my goodness, why didn't anybody tell me this? It, and really, it completely presses the reset button on the whole creation evolution debate. It points it in a completely different direction. And most people that like, well, read the Amazon reviews. Let's just put it that way. People are like, oh my word, how come nobody told me this? And it's all true. In fact, the endorsements I have on this book, I mean, I, in fact, I just got an endorsement from a professor at Oxford University, came in yesterday, who organized the uh, an evolution conference at the Royal Society in, in Great Britain last November. Um, I, I've got wow. some extraordinary scientists that, that have endorsed this book. So Congratulations. So, Check it out. Thank you. That's awesome. Well, thanks for being on the show today, Perry. Thank you. Okay, a cool interview, right? Like, how did we end up at religion and online marketing? I'm still really blown away on how he made that connection, but... He's Perry Marshall. He can pretty much do whatever he wants. So that was a cool interview. Truth be told, I was ready for that interview and him and I had had some technical difficulties in a, like on a previous day when I was supposed to interview him. And I was like, so sad because as you guys know, I have his books on my bookshelf. And so it was really really frustrating that like my internet wouldn't work, that my computer wouldn't work. And then it was just, it was just a train wreck. So when I went to interview him, the people who mow my lawn decided to show up right at that moment. So I ran upstairs and I was actually recording that podcast in my closet. So yeah, there's a little, there's a little FYI about uh, the Perry Marshall episode of the traffic and leads podcast. I hope you enjoy that. I was in my closet praying that my uh, young son, my nine-month-old, wouldn't cry during my Perry Marshall interview because I could not push Perry Marshall off, right? Since he was so kind to take his time to be interviewed on the podcast. Anyway, there's a little tidbit for you guys. Before we go, Traffic and Leads, Ultimate Resource Membership Program. You guys know this, $49 a month. You totally want to join. You get you get video trainings. You get a private Facebook group. You get all of our previous video trainings, like everything to do with traffic and leads, landing pages, email sequences. How do I do Facebook bots? How do I do Facebook ads? Where is my Facebook pixel? All of these questions will be answered and all of your dreams will come true. If you sign up for the Traffic and Leads Ultimate Resource Membership Program, $49 a month, I promise you that will be going. Up. So make sure that you get signed up for that at trafficandleadsmembership.com. 
Here's a quick example of a question that was asked by one of my awesome possum members. What is an acceptable opt-in percentage for a landing page designed to capture leads one click? So because also part of the Traffic and Leads Ultimate Resource Membership Program, we answer benchmarks because sometimes you're out there swimming in this world of online marketing and you just don't know if 25 or 95% is good right? So benchmarks are really helpful. So I was able to help this awesome member by telling them, sir, we shoot for anything over 25%, although it really depends on what kind of traffic is coming to that page on what the ads look like, or if it's just organic traffic going to a blog post or whatever it is. But if it's truly a landing page and you're sending paid traffic to a landing page, we're shooting for anything over 25%. However, like if you go to theclicktechnique.com, that bad boy lander is landing over 75% of the people that go there. So bam, like that one's pretty hot, right? So it can vary, but are just internally, like we have felt like we have done our professional duty. If over 25% of people who actually visit your landing page end up opting in and we were able to help my member of the traffic and leads ultimate resource membership program with that help. So, you know, you want to sign up. So get signed up traffic leadsmembership.com $49 a month. I do Facebook lives in there. I do trainings. I do everything. Like I'm going to be doing this training on bots where I'm going to do a whole episode on bots because bots are hot and they're super cool. It truly is a marketing thing for Facebook. I'm not just like making that up anyway. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed producing it. And I will see you guys next week on the Traffic and Leads podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay. Have a fabulous day.